Welcome to a very solemn episode of The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I am Benjamin. And I'm dreading this experience. <laughs> and with good cause. Yes. How, how are you? How are you? I'm just going along with this because I love and respect you. This, and you've asked me to do this. This is... I don't think you will do either of those things once we finish watching this movie. Love you or respect you? Yeah, no, no, neither okay. of those are going to be things that you will, be, you will have inside of you for me. <laughs> Um, I think I will just be completely drained of... I will just be a shell. A, a shell, shell of a person at the end of this. So I won't have any love to give to anyone. Sorry, Timber. That's, uh... Is this so... Okay. We're... We're about to watch the Emoji movie. Now, uh, this is... This is my fault. By all counts, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be about to watch it. Because emojis aren't toys. And I'm going to be saying that several times. <laughs> all of your notes are just going to be hour, so. emojis aren't toys. Emojis aren't toys. All work and no play makes emojis not toys. Yes. It's just going to be just your notes be over writing and over. It over, again. And over. Yes. I think at the end of the last episode, I made a very solid case for the emoji movie as a toyetic film. And I also think I made a case for us watching it for the podcast in that. I need to know. It's it's Super Mario Brothers all over I again. I don't feel like I need to know. No, but I don't want me watching the Emoji movie to have been a wasted experience. It will be. Don't get me wrong. It will absolutely be a, a spectacular waste of my time. But I also want I want I don't want to have to do it alone. I want it to mean something. I want to be able to ring. I want to be able to take this gently moistened towel of the experience of watching the Emoji movie and wring out a little moisture oh. from it. And if the moisture is we have to talk about it for 30 to 60 minutes for a podcast, for the entertainment of others, I think this is it. Okay. We're, we're on top form and we have, we, as we proved last week. I know, yeah. Our, our best episodes tend to be the ones in which we suffer the most. Yes. So this might be a, a real humdinger. I, this week we are definitely leaning into the perception of us <laughs> as a bad movie podcast. Oh. We've ju- Here's the thing. We've jumped straight into the movie we're watching this week. We've skipped the pretense of how are you? How are you? And, like, and setting up like fluff at the beginning. That's the time we could have bought ourselves. <laughs> we could have hesitated. We could have built up towards... I am movie. feeling a little bit of whiplash after last week. Well, I mean, with Lego Movie, I do. I want to make a a retraction slash correction of last week because we did have a fan write in, and by a fan write in, I mean that David, who we play D and D with, texted me <laughs> <laughs> and told me that um, Legos are not Swedish; they're Danish. Oh. Lego is a Danish company. <laughs> Yeah, Mel and Grease. She's like, how could you... Our fact checkers let that slide. She tried to warn us. She gave <laughs> us all the clues. So, don't at me. Don't at me, Sweden. <laughs> uh, we apologize to the country of Sweden, who has, of course, accomplished nothing, and to the country of Denmark, who have accomplished everything. <laughs> Denmark's the only country that's ever achieved anything. Yeah, those pastries, man. <laughs> And, and also prostitution? <laughs> Number one, Lego. Number two, pastries. Number three, prostitution? Question mark. Parentheses. Must check later. Close parentheses. <laughs> Number four, Denmark. Yeah. The country. Great Danes. It's pr- the great, dog breed. That's pretty cool. So what thanks, Denmark. Sorry we overlooked you. Is that, is that the I don't really list? need to list everything I know about the country of Denmark because I feel like it's going to get embarrassing Can really we? fast. Can we, though? I think I just did. 
<laughs> no, we're, you you were like, oh, let's rip this bandaid off. Like that's, again, we're a flawless gonna... <laughs> impersonation, but also I'm not gonna let you him and haw. This was your wait, idea. Wait, screw it. Should we just jump straight into the movie? Should we just do it? It's on Netflix. We can go right now. Oh, it's great that we don't have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, okay. we'll be paying for it. Uh, we'll won't have to pay for it with with currency. No, just spiritually. Yeah. Are you okay? Are you ready for this? I'm not okay. I'm not ready for this, but I'm going to do it. Do you know the toughest part about this episode is finding an advertisement for emojis <gasps> that I can use as the break? Emojis aren't toys. <laughs> I'll find something. There'll be something. I'll just Google emoji advertisement. Emojis aren't toys. Well, a lot of things aren't toys. The Talk Boy isn't a toy, but Home Alone 2 in New toy. York is still. I mean, I guess technically. In emojis way... aren't toys. <laughs> Hashtag emojis aren't toys. <laughs> They're not toys. And we'll be back okay. after maybe these messages. It could just be me making fart noises into the microphones <laughs> for 30 seconds. Emojis aren't toys. We'll be right back. The Emoji Movie is coming to McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> Happy and Gina having a blast, telling each other some funny emoji stories. And enjoying some delicious melon. <laughs> You too can enjoy some melon pieces now at McDonald's. Some fun, some food, it's all inside this Happy Meal. Welcome back. See, this is kind of fun for me because I thought I was going to suffer more going into this. But I think you ended up suffering more, so now I get to enjoy watching you suffer. I think I had... I had built it up as such a terrible experience that the actual experience of watching it wasn't that bad. So I was emotionally prepared, I and made, I felt very resilient. I made five pages of notes <laughs> on my phone during this movie. I I think we're a bad movie podcast. Oh, no. I think that's unavoidable. I had an experience... Emojis aren't toys. No, but this film did promote a lot of other services and platforms. That aren't toys. That are, like, Just Dance is a game. Okay. Okay. Candy Crush is a game. Okay. I guess those count. I will give Jobbox. on a technicality. <laughs> it's it. We just, I picked it for the most nebulous of reasons and then it was accidentally toyetic. Oh. I'm having a hard time unpacking the emotions of this movie. It was a very emotional movie. It was an emotional movie. It was movie. an emo- emotional movie. Emotional just sounds like vagina emotions. The vag- the vagina movie. The vagina movie. That's probably what the porn that parody prob- is called. Yeah. Oh. I need to figure out where to start. We have to talk about this. We do have to actively talk about. You the could just emoji read through movie. all your notes. I was looking at my notes, the notes that I made. They aren't as prolific as yours, but in reading through them, they kind of sound like a poem. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll save your. Would you like? We'll save your poem for the end. Okay, because there are spoilers in it. Because we do need to start from the very beginning. Uh, I will say from the very beginning of this movie wants you to hate it. Yeah. The first thing it does is the 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 Sony logo, then the Columbia. Is it the Columbia logo? I think so the woman. The woman with the 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 the, the torch yeah. standing on top of what I assume is an endless flight of stairs, and then a phone appears and puts an emoji on her face. Now. I'm going to, at several points during this episode, I'm going to say smiley instead of emoji because I'm 30, nearly 32 years old. And that's... I'm going to say emoji because I'm... Smiley. Because I'm young. I have not seen the turn of 28 years. We still call emoticons. Like, I know people like think emoticons as like, 
you know, the text mm-hmm. smileys, but we used to call emoticons what people are now calling emoji. Like, I don't, I personally don't understand why the terminology shifted, but it's, that's where we are. I'm so angry. This, this has turned into the life curmudgeon. I'm an angry man about angry this. Ben. So it starts off telling us about this kid who's Alex, this kind of ethnically ambiguous mm. kid who has he a has smartphone. Abu- he has an abuela, so he's. Okay, Latino. So, all right, yes, he's definitely Latino. My apologies. But at the, the beginning of the film doesn't particularly paint him as being any particular ethnicity. Or really having a personality or, or any distinguishing features no. of any kind, which is a problem with all the characters, is that there's they don't really have personalities to speak of, unless, like, annoying is a personality. This film is like Inside Out and Wreck-It Ralph tried to build a birdhouse, but instead of building a birdhouse, they just shat everywhere it's just they covered every surface in shit there is a thin to moderately thick layer of excrement on every single surface on which they tried to make a birdhouse they sat down with wood and hammer and nails and varnish and paint when will this metaphor end and they did a big old shit everywhere. Cool. That's the that's the metaphor. That's kind of lengthy. So we're we're t- we're told about Alex, and we're shown this world of this smartphone world. I can't world. even bear to like say the names of them. I can't I remember the the name of Textopolis. the world. Textopolis. But is, I just my mind oh, is no. rejecting the fact that this movie is real. Like, maybe if I just am quiet and still enough, I will cease to exist and this movie will also cease to exist and, like, I can just return to oblivion. Come back, Don Hatton, all is forgiven. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so Textopolis exists and Meh is, I guess we're led to assume... His name is Gene. He's Gene. He is a Meh face. His yes. parents were Mehs. He is a Meh. But he doesn't really feel Meh. He's a very expressive... Expressive. Expressive. He's very expressive emoticon. He's a very expressive emoji. He expresses a number of emotions. He has some sort of genetic mutation, yeah. I guess. And he's a teenager, despite the fact this smartphone is maybe a year old. Oh, yeah. Did you think about that? No, like, I didn't. But maybe they age faster or they're born adults. <laughs> they're kind of, they're loomed. <laughs> like, DNA looms. They're just kind of born like, as, as, like... Because he has the voice of a a Silicon Valley entrepreneur. He does. He has the voice of a Deadpool sidekick. um, (laughs) Or like a dragon rider who has a twin sister. Yeah, or like someone who really didn't want to be in the Emoji movie. I think that's all of them. Yes, that is pretty much the entire cast. Hey, Patrick Stewart voices a living turd in this film. Oh no, I feel really betrayed. This by okay. This Sir Pat's do. This next right section now. of the podcast. This is if you're not Patrick Stewart, please just skip ahead like 20, 30 seconds. If you are Patrick Stewart, please please continue to listen. Is everything okay? Are you all right? Do you need help? We care about you. Listen, we and love we're you. We're here for you. If you need us, we're here. Okay, you can talk to us. Tweet at us, the Life Toyetic. We'll we'll you can confide in us. We want you to be okay. We love you. No judgment here. But I'm not going to lie and say we're not hurt, but we're more concerned about you. Because so, hurt, hurting people hurt people. Yes. And you hurt us. <laughs> oh no, I Patrick lo- Stewart. I love you, Pat. He voiced some shit. 
Yeah. He's he, uh, yeah, That's on his IMDb profile forever. Until the end of time. Professor Xavier, Captain Jean-Luc Picard, no, I don't have this... a shit. I just want to forget. That's how I feel about this whole movie, is I just want to leave it in my past. The days of future past. Yeah, I want to leave it in the days of future past. I guess Gene is on his way to school? To work? To work. Like, well, he's, it's his first day on the job of being an emoji. He thinks he's, he's ready. He's finally come of age. Yes. His parents don't think he's ready. There was a point where he was walking down the streets of Textopolis and he meets three monkeys. The monkey emoji, the see no evil, mm-hmm. speak no evil, eat no evil, or whatever <laughs> it is. Evil's so delicious. Evil's, de- evil's yummy. Yummy, yummy evil. Um, the monkeys have British accents. I don't know if you noticed this. I No, I noticed. Why do monkeys in every single movie have British accents? Um, you know who didn't have a British accent? Patrick Stewart? No, he absolutely he did. did. He did, but the he did and it ruined a joke. Did you notice that? What joke? The joke where, like, I guess Alex sent a text with the poop emoji, and he's st- the uh, poop emoji stepping out of his cubicle, and someone says, great job, poop emoji, and he says, I'm just doing my duty, and then everyone laughs. Oh, because his tea is, is hard. Yes, and he's like, what, what, what did Brit- I say? British. Yes, as opposed to being British. Brit- British. Yes, so he's, like... British. The, the, British, isn't it? Like, the casting choice of Patrick Stewart not only sullied Patrick Stewart, but it ruined the one joke that was standing looming over the precipice of potential mirth. I could have got a laugh out of this movie, and they ruined it with an exceptional casting choice, which turns out, ironically, to be a terrible casting choice. I was going to say that Scapelli, the unscrupulous mob chimp, doesn't have a British accent. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's what I was building towards. I don't know what that is. It wasn't his name Scapelli? Oh, no, you're right, in the Super Mario Brothers yeah. movie. We can just cut around you not getting my joke. No, I'm going to keep it in. Cool. It's just, I just forgot. I Listen. You purged it? I purged it. Listen, I've got I've only really got so much space up here, okay? I can't upload my memory to Dropbox. Oh, God. Oh, this movie. Oh, no. Um, my next note after the monkeys is, this is already the worst thing I've ever seen, and we're less than ten minutes in. Patrick Stewart cannot save this movie. Those are two notes. I don't think Patrick Stewart tries to save this movie. Yes. You know what I would rather do than talk about this movie is read some of the user reviews on IMDb. Let's take a little break to do that, and then we'll come back to this movie. We uh, do have to. One out of ten, there is nothing. If I was God, and I heard this project was not only being made, not only being promoted, but actually released, then I would invite Satan over to manage the heavens so I could personally eradicate my failure below. (laughs) The Emoji Movie is the worst movie I have ever seen in my hopefully short life. (laughs) Oh my god. The best movie in the world. The Emoji Movie is the next Citizen Kane of movies. It is brilliant, and it is definitely is my favorite anime of all time. I, that's almost certainly that gets a, troll, a ten out right? of ten stars. That's a troll, though, right? I, you know, the grammar is bad, so maybe it's a child. Yeah, but they also referred to it as an anime and said it was. The just... ci- no child is going to refer to anything as the Citizen Kane of anything else. It's the Citizen Kane of movies. Uh, best movie of the century. Ten out of ten. Truly a masterpiece. It's a it's masterclass in every section. Signed CEO of Sony. <laughs> um, so yeah, now you have an under an understanding of where we've been for yes. the past hour and twenty six minutes. Um, we've been in literal hell. Yeah. This movie, Timber told me the other day, mm-hmm. uh, won worst picture at the Razzies this year. 
Yes, it did. I didn't know that until she told me. And that didn't make me more excited to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, it, I remember hearing that news and immediately thinking, it's going to be an interesting episode of the podcast. I mean, okay, there are movies that are good. And there are movies that are bad. And there are movies that are so bad they're good. Yes. And then, like, ten standard deviations past that, <laughs> you have this movie and, like, the Star Wars Holiday Special. I would watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, uh, I wouldn't. I would never I watch... I tried once. I would never watch this again. I wouldn't watch either of them. The Star Wars Holiday Special... There are ten standard deviations removed. The, the Star Wars Holiday Special is the thing you watch with friends when you've had a few drinks and it's Christmas. I was way too sober for this movie. I will tell you that. I... I needed to consume some mind-altering substances. That's our mis- That was our mistake. And I didn't. Next time we have a movie on the docket that is this bad and we know going in that it's going to be this bad, let's just get fucked up. Yeah. Let's just wreck our consciousness <laughs> and then maybe... We'll be able to gleam some kind of... We'll gleam the cube first, and then we'll gleam some enjoyment <laughs> out of the movie. So, back to the narrative, no! such as it is. Oh, no. you, you That's just kind a of, generous term. You just kind of gulp burp to the word no. no! Uh, that was Homer Simpson. That was very well done. Really? I've never... I'll, I've seen one episode of The Simpsons. It was the one that, that I made you, you watch. you showed me, yes. Yes. So, Gene is shown around the emoji cubes, where the emoji have to stand and get scanned... Every time Alex sends a text with an emoji in it, as opposed to make one copy and then let that person live the rest of their fucking oh life God. instead of having to exist inside of a box. Um, They're like little slaves at their master's beck and call. Yes. Oh, my no- I have a note here that is, this is stunningly animated bullshit. Because here's the thing, I do want to stress, some of the flu- the fluidity of the motion... Visually, it's very nice. It's, it's For what it is. Visually, it's... It's a brightly colored ice cream sundae, but you know that it's not going to be a flavor you like. And that, well, in or, the same way that like food photographers will use like mashed potatoes instead of ice cream because it doesn't <laughs> melt under the lights. Like you know, like this looks appealing, but you know that that's not real food. Yeah, it's so. There's a part of you that's like a little bit tempted, but then your brain just kind of smacks your hand away. It's like how when they, whenever there's like steam coming off hot food on food photography, it's they've dipped a tampon in hot water yes, and set it down behind yes. it. It's it's a facade. It's a facade of a movie. Um, this movie is like biting into a soggy tampon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Gene is in his cubicle and he's about to be used as meh for the first time. Alex is going to use the meh face to respond to a text from his crush, which seems like something you don't want to do. I think Alex might be a sociopath. <gasps> It would explain a lot about his presence in the movie. But Gene is so excited about being used that he pulls a bunch of different expressions at once. And that manifests itself as one static emoji that is doing three separate things, which baffles the girl and puts Alex on the path to maybe I should take my phone to the store and get it white. It makes sense that you would run the gamut of emotions your first time. Yes. But everyone inside the phone, all of the other emoji, are so freaked out, including Smiler, who is a smiley, who is the happy smiling emoji, voiced by, was it, Ruim, Maya, Ruim, Rudolph. Maya Rudolph? I have never Ryan Rudolph? Maya Rudolph voiced Smiler, and... I think so, anyway. She's a vi- she's the villain, which mm-hmm. I definitely saw coming the second she appeared on the screen, because she's originally giving Jean um, and a couple of other people a tour around the, the facility, and she just sweats malice. She oozes 
villain. Uh, do you think Maya Rudolph chose this role because she uh, wanted to play a villain in an animated movie? Or do you think she chose this role because she was contractually obligated? I think maybe she gets um, like so many pitches that she just has dartboards up in her mouth. <laughs> and she takes the, the scripts and she yeah. puts them to the dartboards. Do you think there was a point where she like hit the emoji movie and then looked at it and then went, oh no. <laughs> Well, but She's like, why is this my system? <laughs> if only I had some other way. If only I could say no to this, but there's a dart in the cover now. Yeah. What can I do? My, yeah. my hands and darts are tied. So everyone decides that Jean is a malfunction, and there is a, uh, a board meeting held, because nothing's more exciting in a kid's movie than a board meeting. Yeah, it's kind uh, of Phantom Menace. Yeah. Featuring all of the popular emoji, including Smiler and the poop emoji. Um, I really hope Patrick Stewart was paid well for this. I hope so, too. I really hope so. I'd hate to think that... He deserves happiness. He does deserve happiness. Maybe not for a short while after he did he this He didn't movie. need to take this part. I can't imagine how much money that man must have. Part of me feels like this has to be a Super Mario Brothers situation where there was an earlier version of the script oh, that actively made people think, oh, this is kind make, of a clever take. Maybe sense. this will work. And then it just got executive to death. Because I have a hard time, like... Who the fuck signed off on any of this? Who Who is responsible? Tony. Tony? Tony. 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 There's a Le- name. Le- Leondis? Tony Leondis. There's got to be executives at Sony, though, who are like, okay, but we want it to be this, and we need it to be that, and um, we've got this brand deal, and we have this brand deal. Yeah. Because there's so much in this movie that is so frustrating. This is a movie designed by committee. This is a movie designed by executives who they either, A, they don't respect their audience, they don't respect the children who are going to go to see this movie, for that is who would be taken to see it, or they decided, you know who, you know which market we haven't tapped yet? The recently lobotomized. <laughs> Let's make a movie for them. <laughs> Finally, their voices, etc., etc. It's so, like, calculatedly soulless. Oh, God. I don't even know how to describe the experience of watching this movie. It's like someone told them what a Pixar movie was. Yeah. And they were like, no, 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 we got it, we got it, we got it. And then they just started animating in Maya, and Maya Rudolph did all the animation. <laughs> um, and it was all downhill from from here. Through circumstances of narrative that I literally cannot remember, even though I saw it happen on your televisual screen two hours ago... Gene meets High Five, who's voiced by James Corden. And I have to ask, what can we collectively do as a society to stop James Corden? Because I'm really tired of him. I used to like him. He's done some good stuff. I liked The Wrong Mans. He was great in the episodes of Doctor Who he was in. He's done, he's done two episodes of Doctor Who, which is two more than the previous um, Late Late Show host, Craig Ferguson, who didn't do any, but was friends with Peter Capaldi. So I feel like that has to count for something, don't you think? Don't yes, you agree? Yes, I agree. Good, thank you. Thank you very much. I want Your opinion is obviously very important on matters of Doctor Who, you being the super fan that you are. But James Corden is in so many... He's in. He's the voice of Peter Rabbit when do in you Peter Rabbit. he peaked? When should he have stopped, in your opinion? But what year was he born? Let's ask the phone. What year was James Corden born in? James Corden was born on August 22nd, 1978. James Corden was born in August of 1978. So by my reckoning, he should probably have stopped around November or December of 1977. That's really mean. It is it? Yes, yeah, but that's I unkind. It's very unkind. And I you, you know you what? You used to like him and you maybe felt a sense of <sighs> identification. 
with him because he was an expat. Yeah, he, I, I literally had a dream a year and a half to two years ago where in the dream we had been like college buddies and he invited me backstage at the Late Late Show and we hung out and it was really cool. But he's done so much hateful. He's just trying to feed this his is, family. This is hate. He has a Late Show. He has a Late Late Show. It's late twice. Maybe his children are really into bunnies and emojis and he just wants to please them. If he passes away, he will be the late, late, late show host. Yes. Thank you for letting Please me... Please don't order a hit on James Corden. I'm not, I don't have the power or the finances <laughs> to make that happen. But he's he's done so much hateful stuff between this and like Peter Rabbit. Like actually hateful or just stuff that you don't care for? I would describe pretty much everything he's done over the last five years as hateful. Like they are acts of hate. Because... Towards you personally? Not just me. I think to humanity. I think everyone who participated in this movie on an executive level, on an administrative level, in the animation team, the cast, everything. I get that people have to feed their families. But you cannot be party to this, this, this cultural enema and, and allow yourself to be, or consider yourself to be free of sin. Like this is, and I don't mean sin in the biblical sense, I mean sin in the sense of a, a spiritual crime that is committed against other persons. Inflicting the emoji movie onto humanity is the first true sin. I would. The fall. This is. We just witnessed the fall of man. This is it. Like, I don't know when humanity peaked, but it was long before this. This is our, the cult, the nadir of culture. I'm not averse to the idea of creating a movie entirely out of literally nothing. We watched that last week, the Lego movie, as a concept. This is this is the antithesis to the Lego movie. Well, there are ways to do, you know, we're in a computer, we're in technology, yeah. Yeah. like reboot. Wreck-It there Ralph, are, there reboot. are ways like, to these do are, that These well. are things that work really, really well. And, and they at didn't. Sony, they were just like, nope. let's do the exact opposite of that. It's just... To inflict as much pain and suffering as possible. It's thoughtless. It is a thoughtless movie. Let's try to get back to the, the, the plot. In giant, fat air quotes. In giant, fat air quotes. So their concern... The concern of the, the most popular emoji at their board meeting is if Alex takes his phone to get checked and they discover... Gene and Gene is considered to be malfunction, then the entire phone could get wiped. And then they'll all die. Then they'll all die. She's kind of the hero because she's acting in the best interest of, of, of her constituents. I, I do see that. However, I also want to point out, they live inside of a fucking cell phone. <laughs> that kid is going to have that phone for, at most, two years. one to two years. Yeah. Maybe three if his parents just, get laid I'm off from their job. I'm looking for something redeeming because I want this to be a tolerable you're trying hour to, for me. You're trying to retrofit a tolerable experience. I just am trying to get, give them the benefit of the doubt because that's the kind of person I am. Because I look for the good in everyone. You haven't been looking for the good in me to since I detriment. told you we were going to watch this movie. No. And now I'm agreeing with you about how much of a... Toilet I think fest I just maybe was. like to be contrary. You just all you want to do is just be a voice of dissent. <laughs> this movie was painful. Don't get me it wrong. It was. A, it was. But a I'm hot trying. Mess. I feel like this podcast is all about narratives being retrofitted onto things that don't have narratives, and so that's kind of what I'm trying to do. They're, in the absence of a plot, <laughs> my brain is just groping for meaning. 
Groping so, for Meaning is my favorite REM album. <laughs> so I may be assigning motivations and traits to these characters that don't have any, because I yeah. just want to be able to live my life and get through my day. Yeah. I'm going to push forward through the story. Okay. So now Gene and High Five are on the run from the, the virus, scare, the antivirus, antivirus bots, and they end up going to the piracy app. Which is an app that obviously every smartphone has. And every teenager has. And every teenager has it. So they go into the... And it's a very cl- kind of clean-cut, corporate-look idea of what piracy is. Mm-hmm. It's all very homogenized grunge, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. And there are internet trolls there, despite the fact that internet trolls live in the real world and use the internet. That no, I make... think internet trolls only live in the piracy apps. If you don't have the piracy app on your phone, then you can't you're get safe. Okay. There's a spam joke, which is almost identical to a joke that appeared in the trailer for Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2, which has suddenly put me on very high alert for Wreck-It Ralph 2, because I'm worried that Wreck-It Ralph 2 is just going to be this. Oh no, I don't want would it that to... break your tender heart? It, the first Wreck-It Ralph movie, we've spoken about this before, the first Wreck-It Ralph movie is so important to me. It's, you are, Ralph. It is... Like, I read that movie resonated with me. It came out, like, aside from the fact that it's about video games and video games are kind of my thing, it came out at a time when I needed a movie like that about someone who wasn't happy with who he was and wanted to be something different. Like, the person I was before I saw that movie, you probably wouldn't have liked. Like, that's, that's a fact. That is a stone cold fact. I'm not saying that movie, uh, changed me, but it came out at a time when I was on a path to change. So I'm worried now about Wreck-It Ralph 2 because of the Wreck-It emoji Ralph movie. Do you think Wreck-It Ralph 2 is going to undo all the progress you've made and turn you into a worse person? It's entirely possible. This this movie has already, like, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like veneer. you have a bit of an edge now. I'm angry. So anyway, so they go to the piracy app to look for a hacker. They're specifically looking for a hacker to fix Gene to make him more meh. And to turn the hand... Why was he there? Because he, what, the he ha- used James to be... James Corden is accompanying him. He's very <laughs> annoying. There's no real reason for him to be there. I feel like James Corden's business cards should just say, why am I here? <laughs> um, because he, he, he was one of the most popular emoji. But he got demoted, I guess. Because he wasn't being used anymore. Yeah. So he wants the hacker to hack him into a place of pride within the... Like, back into the most popular list. So that he can go into the VIP club that we didn't mention earlier. Oh yeah, there's a VIP club. It This movie is so boring. It's so dull. It's like, I would rather watch a movie about the flying toaster screensaver. If you remember the flying toaster no, screensaver. That might Sorry. be before your time. Yeah. You might might be a little, a little bit too young for those, that. those four years. Yeah. That, that separate us. Yeah. So they're trying to find, they're trying to find a hacker. A hacker. A hacker. Inside the phone, they're looking for a hacker. They're not going online, they're not going to an IRC chat room, they're not fucking emailing Mr. Fucking Robot. They are going into the phone to look for someone who lives in the phone who can hack a phone. This is palpable nonsense. There's the there's that spam that pops up. Yeah, Rachel Ray. Yeah, played by Rachel Ray. And for, James I Corden... Don't, I, didn't, I don't think I realized that she did acting in any capacity. Neither did I. I had no idea. I didn't know what her name appeared in the end credits. Yeah. But James Corden's high five hand tries to shoo her away and yells what you thought was a swear. Yeah. What did he say? 
In hindsight, I don't know. I just wrote down, fuck off, spam. It sounded like... I mean, I think he said back off. Back off, spam. But or... he, he definitely sounded like he just yelled at her to fuck off. It, fuck right off in this yeah. children's movie. Yeah. There was some to controversy. fuck right the fuck off. Yeah. There was controversy in the first episode of Doctor Who because people thought that Billy Piper was saying, is someone fucking about in there? And that's not what she said. They said, someone mucking about. Oh. Um, that's tangentially relevant, but it was about Doctor Who, so I thought I would just bring it in. They find this hacker... And they're surprised to find out that this hacker is a girl. Gasp. Gasp. Women. I know, right? Who knew? Women. W-I-M-M-I-N. Women. Women. W-Y-M-M-M-M-N. Women. Women. <laughs> anyway, she's all that and a bag of chips. And then the... the it's hard to introduce these characters because they're so nondescript. There's, like, there's nothing... The thing you have to remember about most of the emoji is that with the exception of the poop and the hand, they're all largely nondescript, featureless, round balls. Like, Jean has a tuft of hair. Even their voices are featureless. Like... Featureless white person voices. Yeah, Anna Faris was the voice of of, uh, Jailbreak Jailbreak is the name of the hacker. Jailbreak is her name. And I didn't... All I heard was a voice. I didn't attribute or... It's just like a generic white female voice. Yeah. She doesn't sound like... generic white female love interest voice. The antivirus bots show up, shoot up the place, and then Gene, Jailbreak, and High Five are running through the phone. Running through the wallpaper, they call it. They call this space the wallpaper, which is not... The space between the little square app icons. And they are talking about how, in order for her to help... I'm trying to remember this stupid plot. She wants to get to the cloud... And the best way to get to the cloud is to use Gene somehow. At there's a particular app, Dropbox. Dropbox to get to they have to go to Dropbox. But to get into Dropbox, they have to get through like a there's a fire... facial there's a firewall. Yes, sorry, it's not really clear. It she describes it as there's a facial recognition protection on the firewall on Dropbox, which by the way, a that's not how Dropbox works. And B, what teenage boy is using Dropbox? Who's What child has that on their phone? Maybe for group projects. I don't know. But facial recognition, does she think that Gene can make, a, can make with his expression full face the face of a realistic teenage boy? <laughs> she literally says that she thinks that his weird emoji power because she sees him pull a bunch of different expressions and say whoa you're not a meh emoji and puts that together and thinks wow maybe he can get past the facial recognition because that's by how confusing f- it by confusing like, it i don't understand and it's never resolved like even when because they, they get don't to that point yeah and they spoiler alert get through like don't ruin it it's not explained how it works like there's oh, god see this is why i'm I'm having to, like, assign motivations to people's actions because this hurts. This, okay, I think this is the episode going forward, is me explaining the narrative and then you trying to trying really discern or to backfill motivation. I am going to burn out doing this you, you, okay, so the, pretty sa- soon. The safety word is, uh, apples. is apples. So if you need to stop... Just say apples. Start screaming apples. So it's just howling I, it. I might just start screaming, I don't consent. <laughs> but that isn't the safe word, so I would keep oh, going. 
So I'll make it really obvious. The folks at home will know. Yes, it'll just be a, like a high pitched. You, you, I would like to apologize to anyone whose like eardrums we rupture, whose whose ears may bleed as a result of this episode. They're explaining that in order to get to the cloud, we have to go through Dropbox. In order to go through Dropbox, we have to go through the Just Dance app. No, you don't. Why? You, you can go around, around it. it. Just walk around it. But they don't do that. Well, then, there's candy. We missed Candy Crush. Yes. This movie is kind of like a. I, you're right. We glossed over the Candy Crush. It's kind of like sequence. a recital. Like, their, quote, journey, they have to go through different apps, and each app that they're in is like a little mini arc yeah. that they have to overcome. And it's really, each... it's very transparent that someone was like, oh, we need a Candy Crush set piece, because kids love candy. Kids, oh yes. Crushing that candy. The only person I know who plays Candy Crush is 62 years old. Yeah, the only people I know who play Candy Crush are, like, negligent middle-aged mothers, on Facebook all day. Yeah, that's basically it. I don't know any kid. Yeah, I don't who's know a child Candy who Crush. plays Candy Crush. It's all like middle-aged women who just indiscriminately yeah. request all their Facebook friends to play Candy Crush. So there's so there is that Candy Crush sequence which we totally glossed over, which is so fucking insipid. I'm not even going to waste the, my breath to describe how stupid it is. I feel like is. it's I'm content with just saying there's a Candy Crush set piece that is of virtually no consequence. Do you know what it is? It's like every app is and this will become more apparent the further into the film we go. Every app, it's like its own shitty episode of Black Mirror. Now, you're not laughing at that, Molly, because you've never <laughs> seen Black Mirror. I have seen Black Mirror. Oh, you have? Yeah, I saw the one where Donald Gleason is a sexy android. <laughs> cool. Okay. And I saw San Junipero. Oh, that's a great episode. So... Yeah. I saw the one that counts. <laughs> so it's like each app is, a, is its own shitty episode of Black Mirror written by an incompetent. It's bad Black Mirror fan fiction. That's what the Emoji movie Can you is. unpack that for me? Yeah, because each app is a thing. And it's like, what if you were trapped in oh, Candy like Crush? Each one is its what own if, little, little weird conceit. Yeah. What the, if you were trapped in Just Dance and had to dance to uh, survive? Or you'd so each fall one is like a, a tiny little nightmare yeah. scenario. Have you ever had a dream where you've trapped, you're trapped in a video game? No. I have. Well, I've had dreams where like a boss will appear. Like your boss? No, like your like employer? like a boss that you have to fight. Oh, but okay. it's not I'm never aware of the fact that I'm in a video game if I am in a video game. Is the game. boss your own insecurity or is yes. it like a meta like a more metaphysical <laughs> or an abstract like an anthropomorphic personification of an aspect of your Usually it's some sort of critter. Like a scary one. Oh. Do you want me to, like, go into detail about my horrifying nightmares, Ben? This entire podcast has been in an effort to get you to loosen up and open more about your subconscious. We actually haven't even been putting these online. I'm just trying to get you to a place where you feel comfortable sharing with me. I think the scariest nightmare I ever had was after I watched Ernest Scared Stupid. The, <laughs> the, no, the scariest movie it is not a movie for children. It is horrifying. My parents were like, oh, this is a fun Halloween movie with Ernest, your favorite. No. No, don't be fooled. It is terrifying. Okay. I mean, I'll, ha I'll have to take end. your word for it. I've only seen one Ernest movie. You need to watch Ernest Scared Stupid. Do I have to? And then you will have nightmares forever. Um, that movie is why I can't. I have to take up the entire bed when I sleep in the bed because I'm scared that if I leave any room in the bed, I will roll over and there will be a creature in the bed with me. Because of that movie. Because of that movie, it's a horrifying movie that's not for children. Okay, that's good to know. There's Sorry, I just got. <laughs> I feel very worked up now. Okay, well, I'm gonna jump back into the movie. Yes, that should calm you down I need, a bit. I need a break. Um, Apples. <laughs> 
So there's a point when they're walking to Just Dance where Jailbreak says, I can't even remember what the actual dialogue is, but Jailbreak says something and then Jean says something that is dismissive of her. And then she says, yeah. like, why is it every time a woman, like, the film is trying, like, tries to make a mo- like an interesting point about gender politics. Is but it's, it? Well. I feel like it's just capitalizing. It's It's a bunch of men. Writing about how women are never content. That's the vibe that I got. It's if it, the way it felt to me was it felt like shoehorning in an attempt to comment on gender politics without actually saying anything of substance. It felt very forced, and that's this is the thing. Any any time there is a movie that tries to address gender disparity or the way that you know women are treated or not treated in society, I'm usually on board for it. Like, 99% of the time, I'm like, yeah, you go, girl. But this felt so manufactured and forced. And it's also buried under the rest of this fucking movie. Like, this is a movie with literal shit in it. And it's, and it's, it's, there's this one nugget of corn of, well, maybe there's something worth discussing in here. But it's, Candy corn. It's not even real corn. It's candy corn. I couldn't even tell if they were being serious when they put that line in it. It sounded like they were trying to take a jab at, quote, that kind of woman. I don't, I don't even. Like they were trying to make out jailbreak to be like this contrary feminazi who just needed a man to show her love. That makes sense, especially with the way that the film ends. Yeah. So they, they make their way to just dance. Um, which is a dance contest, which is apparently emceed by Christina Aguilera. Oh God! Um, and they have to, they have to, in order to get through just dance instead of just going around it, which would have taken them an extra five to ten minutes. They go through it, and to get through, they have to dance. They have to dance their way through, and they have to copy the dance perfectly, or they'll get an X. Or they'll die. Three X's, and the floor will disappear from beneath them, and they'll fall down into nothing, into oblivion, and die. You know, I really wish they had died. I wish they had died and the movie had ended there. There was a moment where we thought High Five was dead. And we were like, we were relieved. relieved. Like, visibly, like, there was a sigh like, of oh, relief. Oh, thank God. He's yeah. gone. Only two more. It was this real, like, oh, thank heaven, 7 Eleven situation where we were just <laughs> happy that he wasn't there anymore and then he fucking comes back. But also, by the way, the three red crosses thing, that is not how the Just Dance games work. The, the just, at all. It doesn't kill you if you mess up the dance? Well, I mean, is that what you're saying? Obviously, in all video games, if you die in the game, you die in real life. But in this situation, like, the scoring mechanic, the three red X's, that's not how Just is Dance just works. Is Just Dance the one where you hold the Wiimote in uh, one hand, or is that something else? It is that one, or if you have an Xbox as a Connect, the phone versions, you actually hold the oh, phone okay. so do you and think use the phone maybe, as a sensor. Um, the phone will like electrocute you and you die if you get three Xs? I think you just get you just get um You think it kills vaporized. you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So there's most people don't realize this. If you actually look at your phone, there's a spot where the camera is, and then there's also this little other kind of lens-like thing that's near uh-huh. the camera, and that's actually a vaporization beam. Oh, okay. Well, I noticed that, but I didn't... Yeah. I wasn't sure what it was. I just assumed it was some sort of sensor. It's very prominent. I have a Google Pixel. It's just underneath the the, the top speaker. Okay. Not a lot of games and apps use it, but Just Dance is... They take it very seriously. This is why there are not many surviving Just Dance players in the year of our law 2018. Um, The antivirus robots show up. Oh, God. And then it turns out, and Jean's like, don't worry, they're robots. How could they dance? Forgetting that there is a dance move called the robot, which the robots don't do because they immediately jump into like a different dance. Disco dancing. But this sets off the app in Alex's pocket. <gasps> 
and the song starts to play in class. And he gets in a trouble. So he, he and his teacher says his teacher's extra like, homework. Extra homework because the teacher wants to grade more homework. Yeah, for she's sure. creating more work for herself. But the teacher was a man. He's creating more work for himself. So Alex's solution is, well, I'll just delete the Just Dance app. And rather than literally just vanishing or lifting up like the, the GameCubes in Reboot, the world starts to vanish very slowly from behind Why can't them. he just turn his phone to Do Not Disturb? Just put your phone on silent, idiot. Yeah. And so, yeah, so the world starts to disappear. High Five gets grabbed by one of the bots, is dead and never comes back again for the rest of the movie. Hurrah. I wish that were true. Ah, that would have been a better movie. Because then there yeah. would have been some like emotional stakes. Yeah. I, mean, that, okay. I would have enjoyed seeing them like grieve the loss of their friend. <laughs> Just give me something to latch on to. Give me, give me something personable. Yes. And then they're about to arrive at Dropbox, and then Gene's like, "Oh well, I guess he's in the trash. Let's go rescue him from the trash." No, leave him. Let him be. Tra- he's leave a trash him. character. I like. Uh, you could always like come back to him after you've successfully completed your journey, because that hand has done nothing mm. but impede you yeah. this entire time. Now I will point out in the Just Dance sequence. Jean and Jailbreak have a little... Like, she can't dance for shit. She's terrible at dancing. And then suddenly he's like, here, let me show you. And then she's great at it because a man showed her how to dance. Yeah. He, uh, he dance-blamed yeah. to her. That doesn't really work, but I tried. You, you did it. it was, I'm, I'm, I'm not upset about that. He mess-blamed. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Do you look at one more go? Give he... it another spin. Uh, 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 apples. Okay. Um, I want to stop. I want to conserve my brain power. But while they're dancing together, they're making eyes at each other, and my immediate thought was these these two are going to fuck. In a barn. Jailbreak and Jean are going to fuck. They're, they're going to fuck inside this kid's phone or in Dropbox, but they're going to fuck, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. They're just, they're just going to fuck. They're going to fuck. They're just going to fuck. Do they have genitalia? No. So what are they going to... Like, they're going to sext. They're going to they're s- describe to each other. What it is they're doing. <laughs> they're going to rope in their friends to participate they're in gonna, the They're going to, yeah, their, their friend Eggplant and Peach. It, it, Eggplant and, was in the loser's lounge for droplet. emoji That's that don't Alex get used. That's because Alex is not sexually mature yet. Oh. So he doesn't have cause to, to yeah. describe his erection to anyone. There is a point in this movie. Yeah, he's not yet at the age where he's sending dick pics. No. Give it a year. Yeah, that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I realize now that was a joke, too. My next note is just, this is what hell must feel yes. like. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what happens. Oh, after they get out of the Just Dance app, do they immediately go to try to fish this guy out of the trash? Yes, they do. Because uh, uh, High Five is just sitting in the trash singing that fucked up version of Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. Oh, God, That made no, you, no, no, you no, no, wailed. No, 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 no. You wailed at the television like a like a dying banshee. You were just so. It's just. Well, I don't even remember the the lyrics. It was like nobody knows the touch screens. Or I've something. seen nobody knows my screenshots. That was. What does it. that mean? No, it means zero that's, things. No, it's like a metaphor for this movie of like take something that makes sense, take out the parts of it that make sense, and put in something. That's a vaguely techie that you think the children will like, because the children understand technology. Yeah. Also, I want to point out, the Christina Aguilera Just Dance host is down here. In the trash. In the trash. Crying clearly, her eyes out. Clearly fucking having an episode. Distraught. Doing the Macarena, hoping that that will allow Save her to her. return to the waking world. She ends up getting erased. Like, she yeah. dies. Christina Aguilera is dead. Long live Christina Aguilera. Yes. 
For some reason, I wanted to do Shakira noises, and that's <laughs> Am I sexist that I've conflated my female singer-songwriters? That's something I need to look in at myself. That's, yeah. I, need to, I need to do some What's the noise that you could make for Christina Aguilera? You could sing Genie in a Bottle for us. I don't know any other songs that she's done. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know any Aguilera noises. Oh. But what, I can do a Shakira, just... La, 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 and that's it. <laughs> That's Christina Aguilera. That's, no, it's Shakira. That's Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. Fun fact, did you know that Shakira's name is said in the song Hips Don't Lie more times than the Hotel California is named in the song Hotel California? And Shakira's I name mean, is not the name of the song. Me. The end. Okay, so they rescue... She's not Shakira. They rescue High Five. She's Christina. She's Christina. But she's dead now. So they, go, they rescue High Five. High Five. This is the part... Okay, so... High I five. wasn't laughing. I was just uh, you surprised. Know, no, no, you were laughed. High five has a moment of sympathy because some of the internet trolls are also in the trash. So he throws, then they throw the rope down to rescue high five. He climbs back up. He throws the rope back down for the trolls and then turns around and bumps the wheel that the rope is on and it falls into the trash. And Molly went, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, fuck those guys. You actively laughed at the emoji I think I was just relieved movie. that someone in this movie was finally dying. <laughs> Because they all deserve to die. It, I think they what all it is is death. it's kind of joy by proxy because someone's life got terminated during this movie, and you're like, for a moment, you can imagine what it would feel like to die. Yeah. Instead of having to continue experiencing yes. the emoji movie, we discover that Gene's parents. Oh yeah, they've been trying to find him this whole time. Yes. They've been wandering around. They've been wandering around the phone. They end up in Instagram inside a photo of Paris. But they end up like literally inside. That is there in Paris. They step through the photo, and it's like a full environment yeah. that they're walking Because that's how photos Which work. was actually kind of cool It was a looking. cool concept, yeah. It was just... In, an, in the Emoji <sighs> movie. And then we discover that Gene's father is... Is the carrier for this He's also... Trait. Yeah, he's patient zero. He can also <laughs> emote kind of like Gene can, but he's learned to repress it. Um, is this about well? Is this about toxic masculinity and men can't express their feelings, or is this a metaphor for being gay? I th- I genuinely think the writers and producers and director of this movie were not thinking shush, that. Shush, 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 shush. Give it's, me this. It's a metaphor for toxic masculinity. Yeah, that's why there's all this really awkward pseudo feminist commentary that they JK on. Yeah, JK Lolling. Almost immediately. JK Lolling, the author of the Harry Ruffle <laughs> Copse uh, novels. <laughs> That was a funny joke. Thank you. <laughs> that is. That, I don't have anything to add to that. It. Makes three out of seven episodes. I'm very proud of myself. You've made a funny joke. Yes, I'm going to keep a tally on my Evernote. <laughs> and then as they decide they're going to work together again to look for Jean, and then as they're leaving, Jean's dad says, "We'll always have Paris." Which? Why is he saying that? Like, I get that it's a reference to Casablanca, and they were just in Paris, but there's no other connecting tissue between. You could say that. A- any yes. aspect of this movie. It's that this it's a sequence of events. This was about the time, by the way, that we experienced an earthquake oh, yeah, here a in tiny Los Angeles. Little earthquake. Um, Just a little wiggle. There was an actual earthquake. Yeah, we had an earthquake. Which um, I the note I made was there was an earthquake. This film is so bad the earth shook. <laughs> if only it had opened yeah. up and swallowed us. Yeah. Then there was a sequence where a larger antivirus bot that Smiler, who if you've forgotten who that is. You're doing better than me. Smiler had hacked one of the antivirus boxes to be bigger and scarier. And there's a little action set piece where this bot tries to capture... It's chasing them around yeah, the... 
the app icons. Yeah, the wallpaper the, space. Yeah. Which I actually thought, as an action set piece, wasn't badly... It reminded me of um, that scene in Shrek with the where they meet the dragon for yes. the first time. Yeah. Um, and where the dragon is chained up and they have to, like, kind of weave it through the pillars yeah. in the castle. It's similar in the sense that this the antivirus has really long arms to get all tangled and they have yeah. to tangle it up. Yeah, I the whole that whole set piece I was thinking that as an action set piece it would be a lot more fun in a better movie. Well it was kind of like a like a cut and paste drag and drop action set piece that you could put in you any could put movie it in any where kids you were like, oh I need they need to fight something. I need to insert some conflict here. Yeah. So it just kind of happens. Yeah. Like, you can see this being a level in the Emoji Movie video game yeah. for the PS2, which doesn't exist, thankfully. But the uh, the threat is neutralized when High Five presses a big red power button on the back of the robot that wasn't there until it was needed. Did you notice that? No, I kind of zoned out. You you kind of dropped in no, and out on this one, I thought one, the huh? power button was at the very end. I thought that they, they made it into Dropbox and the, the antivirus couldn't follow them in there because of some... They spouted some nonsense words. Yeah. We're, we're in the home stretch now. Yay. Um, they arrive at Dropbox. They get into a Dropbox roller coaster. Because it drops you. Get it? Comedy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Ah. Ah. We're dead now. Um, and then, so they ride the comedy roller coaster all the way to the firewall. And the firewall, despite the fact that everyone lives in a computer and everyone's had a normal voice, the firewall talks like this, like a computerized person, but a woman. And so this is when Jailbreak says, hey, stand on that spot. I think the password is this date, which I think was like 11 10 2002, which I think was like his birthday or whatever. Uh, maybe. And then every time he stands on the spot... I was doing spot, the math to see if he yeah. could have been 14 years old when the movie came out. 2016, yes. Yeah. 27? This film came out 2017. Yeah, more or less. Sure. Um, he stands on the spot, pulls a face, and keeps saying the password, and every time he is set on fire. Yeah, he goes through a bunch of different passwords that are really just... They're more like security questions. Yeah. Like, no actual person would have their favorite food as their password, or no. their date of birth as their password. No. So, and then they deduce that, Gene deduces, well, what if the password is a girl he likes? Is that a normal thing that teenagers do? Because no. I never did I that. I did name a character in Final Fantasy VII after a girl I had a crush Aww. on, and then after I told that girl... She never spoke to me ever again, and then I didn't want to play Final Fantasy VII anymore because every time I had to interact with that character, it broke my tiny teenage heart. There's no happy ending to that story. So if they, they say, oh, well, if only we knew if he had a crush on someone, and that's when High Five says, hey, I found this letter when in I the trash. When I was in the trash, yeah, I saw an email that Alex... Addy? Al well, Alex is the name of the boy. Yes, child? Alex is the name of the boy, and he has a crush on a girl named... Addy. Addy. An American girl. <laughs> <laughs> so he steps. So Gene stands on the spot, pulls no face. The facial recognition aspect of this firewall has been abandoned. I don't. Yeah, I don't ah, ah. And he says Addy's name, and the firewall's like, "Cool, come on in." Ah. And then they're in Dropbox. The end. That's when the movie the ends. End. No, obviously, what happens next is Jailbreak's like, "Well, I'm going to hack you now so that you can be more mare." And Gene is like, "Well, I'm feeling a lot of feelings." Yeah. He's having a sexual awakening. Yes. Which, again, I don't, now that we're discussing that, not a very sexy movie. 
No, comparatively. Well, actually, I do want to show you something that I found on IMDb. Oh, no. Because I was looking on IMDb oh, no. for something to distract I thought I'm, I will say I'm glad that you said IMDb and not DeviantArt. Because oh, no, that's I, something different. I thought you were going to search for if the Emoji Movie. If you go movie. to the IMDb page for the Emoji Movie and click on the Parents Guide, under Sex and Nudity, it says, The Sexual Tension Between Jean and Jailbreak. Wow. That's a, a parent's guide warning. There's sexual tension. They, they want to fuck. Yes. And Gene doesn't want to lose that sexual tension, that no. awakening that he's had. It's kind of like the giver where he doesn't want to take the pills for his stirrings. Yes. I don't understand the reference. Oh, Finally, it's by reference Lois I don't Lowry? Do I had to read that in middle school. It's like a like a dystopian yeah. something something. Well, I didn't have to read it. Not to say, not to you know, not as an indictment of the, the book or anything. It's I'm an, it's an American it. book, yeah. so... So, Jean goes in into this pod where Jailbreak is explaining, or is in the process of, like, downloading the source code, whatever oh, that is, God. and Jean's like, hey, I kind of, I like how I feel, and I like you very much, and let's let's do a thing, and she's like, nah. She, yeah, she 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 says no thank you. Yeah, she she politely expresses her, her... Lack of interest. Lack of interest. And he leaves with a meh face. Like, he he says, this is the first time, for the first time, he actually feels meh. So he and th- High Five... Problem he, solved. Yeah. Roll he, credits. That's it. That's the movie. That's closure. He and High Five go back to the phone, where they are immediately apprehended by bots, and that even though meh Glenn is Gene is fine even though <laughs> god damn it even though Gene is finally feeling met Smiler still wants to delete him anyway and his dad it's not really explained why she still wants to kill him if he's I think it's just like the risk factor like, or, or maybe she just has a personal vendetta now against him I think if you weigh up like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the yeah. one like, I got... still say Smiler is the hero and yeah. she's just doing what she thinks is best but, For but her people. she's framed. Like this is this movie is pro Gene anti Smiler propaganda. We'll never know what really happened in Textopolis yeah. that day. All we have is the, this this Richard the Third play by William <laughs> Shakespeare in the form of the Emoji movie, and that's it's when like Triumph of the Will. Yeah. Jean's Jean's parents show up, and Jean's dad's like, "Hey, he gets it from me. I also can emote. Look." And then he goes, "Mwah." And he says, well, if you want to kill him, you'd have to kill me too. And Smiler's like, okay. All right, cool. Which again, prudent move. She's sacrificing two people to save an entire population Homes of people. That, yeah, of that indi- she's, individuals yeah. with personalities and a desire to survive. Yes. I will also point out that at the very beginning of the movie, Jean's inability to pull the mare face resulted in severe damage to the cube area, which is now gone. It's just gone. It's repaired. Everything's fine. Very efficient. Very, very efficient repair work, especially considering they were going to get obliterated from, from history. So they're both on the chopping block, and then High Five and Jailbreak drop from the ceiling. Did they just follow him? Yeah, basically. Okay. At this point, my grasp on the narrative starts to get very tenuous. Also, Jailbreak is a princess. Oh, Maybe yeah. we should mention <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's a point where Jailbreak's hat comes off, and she is this princess emoji that everyone says like she oh was the princess emoji that ran away yeah like there was but a prince I thought that escaped they established that at the very beginning where they were like yeah there was a princess emoji that ran away and so we meet this woman and i and everyone immediately is like oh yeah there she is but gene and the and and Han- 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 man high five 
Oh, hi. <laughs> I don't think I realized that he had an actual name. Yes, high five. Are like, what? They're shocked by something we figured out seven and minutes I after we first saw the character. And I thought that they knew that it didn't even occur to me that they wouldn't know this information. Yeah. So, Jailbreak shows up. They, they, they stop Smiler. At this point in the real world, Alex has taken his phone to the Apple, to the store. Apple store. And they're now doing a factory reset on the phone, which is apparently a very slow process. Um, so the world around Textopolis and all everywhere else on the phone is being obliterated. Yeah, and the the Mac genius at the <laughs> genius bar is like, are you sure you want to erase everything? And the kid's like, yeah, nuke the, this yeah. shit. I assume he must have backups that he's that he's like, yes, delete everything on my phone. He probably has cloud storage. Yeah. He's got Dropbox. He's got Dropbox. He does have the Dropbox. So, um, so as, as everything on his phone is being very, very slowly deleted, everyone's like, how can we get him to stop it? I know. What if we come up with a perfect emoji for him to send that girl he God. likes? And everyone's like, Gene, you can do this. You can be all of these emotions at once. You can be shy and cautious and flirty uh, and scared but happy so he gets into the cubicle and they scan him and the emoji appears and whereas last time he pulled all these different expressions it was one mixed clusterfuck of an emoji now it's this animated animated sticker it's cycling through all the different emotions yeah and and uh, Alex looks at it and goes, "Huh, that's weird." Send, yeah, as opposed to, "Huh, that's weird." Well, my, well, phone's, my phone's being erased. Definitely raised. broken. Yeah. I know for sure now. Addie gets the text, asks Alex, "Do you want to go out with going to a place?" I forget what the place is. It's largely irrelevant. Yeah, and he says, "Yeah, sure." And then just unplugs his phone, and the act of unplugging his phone undoes the factory reset. Like this is a film that suggests that you can reverse. A factory reset of a phone by making a teenage boy send an emoji to a girl he likes. It's definitely written by old, out-of-touch men who have never met a woman or a teenager or maybe ever had a smartphone. Everyone who worked on this movie has zero respect for their audience. They either have zero respect for their audience or they think children are fucking stupid. Like, oh yeah, kids watch any old bollocks. That's what Netflix to make is it, for, right? Make it colourful enough. Yeah, and this is a very colourful film. Don't get me wrong, like, the colour choices in this movie are exquisite. But they are used to represent app icons and emoji characters. There is a talking piece of shit and his shitty son oh, in so this movie. You. And then we get Gene and, and Jailbreak share a moment and ah. there is a flashback to previous ah. moments in the movie that they shared together that made both of us shout. We shouted at the television. Well, it's right before he, he his big moment when he, he's deciding what faces to make, I guess. Right yes. before he gets scanned and uh. right before all his friends die in front of him. Where he he's thinking back and like literally like it flashes back to the scenes of like their relationship that happened, you know, 45 minutes yeah. ago. It's... Everything about this movie is the hottest hot mess. And then the, and the, the film ends. We're at the end of the movie now. We're at the very, very end yeah, of it. Yeah, we're almost free. Gene shows up to be his weird emoji in the cube. And then he goes to the VIP club with High Five. This is a VIP club that we haven't mentioned, by the way, but is, a, is like High Five's through line of his story is he wants to be popular again. That's never addressed, by the way. He's never hacked to be a popular emoji. No. That doesn't come I up I think again. he succeeds because the VIP lounge is open to everyone. 
in that sense, he succeeds. Yeah, well, he neither he High Five and Gene were not on the list, and that's because they've removed the list, and everyone's allowed in the VIP club. A decision that is made ostensibly for no fucking reason. It's just a thing that they do. Roll credits. End of movie. They all dance. They do a little dance. dance number. Make a little love. dance number. And then they, you know, more or less... They get down tonight. tonight. Or whatever night it was in 2017. (sighs) And that's the Emoji movie. And then we're free. Now, we're free of our hate prison, but the film will live on in our hearts forever. I'm going to be coming to terms with this for a while, I think. It's kind of like me and the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. I finally watch... I'm I'm, I'm free of its Kung Fu grip now. Mm-hmm. I'm free of the the. Are you? Did you watch the? Funnily enough, I didn't get through everything, but having now seen this movie, I feel like I need to be done. I don't. I need to let it go because if I can't let it go, I fear that the same thing may happen with things like the. the, I do need to know how the Emoji movie got made. I think that in five to ten years' time, there are going to be some very interesting conversations from people who worked on this movie, explaining how the fucking shit it happened. I'm swearing a lot in this episode because this episode brought out a level of... A lot of, of the swears in you. Uncomfortable rage inside of me that I didn't know existed. Maybe that's why I'm being so gentle is because I don't know how to process rage. So this is just all I have. You don't... This is a feeling that is alien to I don't have a rage emoji. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have definitely kind of outgrown what people describe as morbid curiosity. I don't really feel that way anymore in the sense that I don't feel the need to subject myself to Dude. these kinds of movies just for the sake of having the experience because I respect myself too much and I feel like my time is worth more now. I think this is the last and time I will maybe you're going to arrive this. at that realization soon too. I think this movie is me making that realization. Yeah. I think this movie is me realizing that my time has value and this movie your time is on this earth is limited yes and i spent 90 minutes of it watching less movies emoji Mm. and i didn't need to even for this podcast i didn't need to i I tried to convince you i i owe you an apology yeah you do i sincerely apologize i wanted to watch this movie out of morbid curiosity and I didn't want it to be without value, so I wanted us to do it for the podcast, which meant we had to watch it together. My curiosity has resulted in us spending 90 minutes and then a further hour watching and then talking about a movie that ought not to be viewed or discussed. I tried to convince you. You did, and I, I was so gung-ho about it. It's so bad I have to watch it, but you know what? I didn't have to watch it, and I don't have to watch it again. And if this podcast has any net gain on humanity, it's that hopefully the 150 or so people that listen to this episode will not watch the Emoji movie. <laughs> hopefully this will be enough. I, I do know that there's one person on this planet who will watch it as a result of this episode because they will pause. Oh, I they have apologize seen to that person. To it's Bouncy... Uh, Bouncy Castle. Bouncy Castle Conqueror. Bouncy, to I Bouncy... just want to sincerely apologize. I tried to stop it, and you know I tried to stop it. Yeah, I I wish we'd watched Furby Island. <laughs> I feel like morbid morbid curiosity is for cynics. Yes. And I'm trying to get away from cynicism in my life. I just I don't I don't necessarily think that morbid curiosity is inherently cynical. I think that there is an edge of cynicism to it, but I wanted to know if the movie was truly as terrible as was everyone this said. Like you I wanted there lick, was licking a Joy-Con. Licking a switch. Oh, is card? it the? Is it's it the, the card? Yeah. 
Um, For some reason, I was imagining you just like shoving a whole Joy-Con in your mouth because all <laughs> I heard, all I processed was like lick and switch. <laughs> so I was like, "What would that look like?" Well, I mean, I didn't do that. I did that because someone said, "Here, lick this," and I said, "Why?" And they oh, said, "No, no, no, just know? lick it." I didn't know oh, until they put it on my tongue. If you had known, would you have still tried it? No. Oh God. I no. once, I well, once this happened recently. I licked Today. my Himalayan salt lamp. It tasted like salt. Okay. Okay. It's very nice. What a lovely story. All that to say, I no longer feel. Shame. That, because, <laughs> that either. Um, this this impulsion to experience things that I know are going to cause me a level of distress. Yeah. I don't think I anticipated... I uh, Here's the thing. I'm, this is going to sound cruel. I anticipated you would be distressed by Thanks. this movie. I mean, that wasn't a secret. I didn't think I would feel any discomfort. I thought I would watch it and go, wow, this is just bad. But this film made me question this film made me like anyone who knows me knows that i have a very short list of things i hate people say i hate this a lot when i think what they really mean is i don't like this you have to either love it or hate it people are are extremes and i object to that i object to hate being the opposite of love so there's very there are very few tv shows movies songs etc that i actively hate there's only really two one is Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, because they got Alice in Wonderland so wrong. And that is such a cynical movie made by a director who, by his own admission, had neither read nor really cared about the source material. And the other is Man of Steel, because to spend that much money making a movie that so fundamentally misunderstands the central character that the film is about is abhorrent to me. That it is an affront. So those are the only two movies that I hate. I'm considering adding the Emoji Movie to that list because it is culturally, morally, intellectually, conceptually bankrupt. It is without redeeming value. There is nothing in this movie that salvages it on an, on a, on an enjoyable level, on an unironic level, on an ironic level. There's nothing about the Emoji Movie It is the a talking cat question mark exclamation mark question mark of big budget animated films. DreamWorks wishes they could make a movie this bad. And they made Shrek the Third. I think I hate this movie. That was kind of beautiful. I'm upset that I hate this movie. I don't want to hate anything and I hate this movie. I tried to talk you out of it. You did and I need to listen to you more. I'm sorry. I don't want you to carry this hate in your heart forever. It will dissipate. Is there anything we can do to help you heal from this experience? Well, I mean, there's next week's movie. What is next week's movie? I want to say it's My Little Pony. Next week's movie is, in fact, the 1986 My Little Pony movie. So that'll be a nice little little after-dinner mint. That'll be nice. You know what? I've never actually... Have you seen it? No. I've never never seen it either. My exposure to My Little Pony was mostly through my sister's toys, so I never got that much exposure to the cartoon. Mm -hmm. I think it was a little before my time. Too. Yeah, that was more of an eighties thing. I think. Yeah, and you were you were kind of you were an early nineties model. Mm-hmm. Like there are other movies from that era that I do remember. Like I remember the Care Bears movie. I remember the Care Bears movie because I watched that a lot as a kid. I couldn't tell you what happens, but I can remember specific visuals from that movie. I know nothing about the My Little Pony movie, so I'm very excited to experience eighties My Little Pony culture. Hopefully, there's a, a touch more sincerity, a little less cynicism and disdain for children here's the question for you who's the key demo for the emoji movie who's it for who is that movie for it's not for kids 
lobotomy kids. patients. Lobotomy patients. Yeah, that was that was my first pitch. I think really that's because it's not for kids. Because little kids who would go to see a movie with this kind of character design and this yeah. kind of narrative. They're not going to be using Dropbox. They're not going to be it's using not, Spotify. It's not for children. It's not for teenagers. Teenagers no are smart enough. Yeah. No self-respecting teenager is going to go to an animated movie of their own volition, I think. I think, but, um, I mean, I went to see Pixar movies as a teen. Yeah, I did too. But this is... Mm, we don't have self-respect. No, definitely not. Um, I don't... And it's not adults. No adults obviously. going to see this. So this is for... No person. No one. This exists purely... As an engine of hate, it is lashed together from bone and blood. Oh, God. And it is it is a perpetual motion machine of malice. It is a blight. I'm considering cancelling my Netflix subscription because I know this is on the platform. We, we watched it on my Netflix account, so now I'm the one who's saddled with all the horrible recommendations that it's going to send my way. <laughs> like... Because it gave you watched me a ninety-seven percent match when before I pulled we watched up, it. Yes, before we watched it, I don't. That's making me question some things. <laughs> you have to go through like look of at the things. Of course, I you've also watched. watched like a Christmas Prince and a Christmas Kiss and a Christmas Kiss Two and Merry Christmas on my account. So <laughs> maybe it's not so far off. I think your recommendations are already broken, but I do think that you're probably going to end up with a message popping up that says because you watched. The Emoji Movie, you might also enjoy a flaming pile of garbage. (laughs) You might also enjoy having your eyes gouged out of your head. You might also enjoy the sweet release of death. (laughs) Do you want to hear my poem? Yes. So you were saying earlier that your your notes that you made during this movie accidentally became poetic in nature. Yeah, it's it's kind of beautiful reading it all together. So I just want to... Do you have a title for this piece? Um, The Emoji Movie 2017 Sony Pictures Animation. Yeah, that's the title. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Molly Alice Hoy with her latest poetic composition, the Emoji Movie 2017 Sony Pictures Animation. In your own time. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Just give me a second. Sure. (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting the giggles. I'm trying to open my mouth to say the words. (laughs) Why did Ben do this to me? My eyes are watering. I feel like the mountain climber in the blizzard vignette from Kurosawa's dreams. Like if I fall asleep while watching this, I will surely die. Either Sony doesn't understand teenagers, or I don't. I'm actively rooting for these characters to die. Based on Jailbreak's character alone, whoever wrote this has never met a woman. Jailbreak, you are not responsible for this man-baby's feelings. Live your life, girl. Is this whole movie about bland, nondescript boys trying to win the affections of interesting girls? I really want a donut. <laughs> that the it? end. <laughs> so that, that was my poem. That was amazing. Now, uh, you, I believe you have a collected book of poetry that you are self-publishing very soon. Yes, I'm gonna go along with this bit. Yeah, it was a whole bit. I was just gonna. It was gonna be a, a book of poems about <laughs> bad movies. When I take notes like that, then they kind of end up. Yeah. With with sort of a meter and a a poetic rhythm to them. I'm waiting for your first poem about a movie that is written in iambic pentameter. Oh, I can do that. Do you want me to take notes in iambic pentameter when we watch My Little, My Pony? Little Pony? Yes, absolutely. If you remind me, I'll do my best. I have already, I've already forgotten. We watched this movie. Please don't you watch this don't. movie. If you have a friend named Ben who is like, you know what would be fun? Let's watch this movie for a podcast. 
He's not your friend. No. He's lying to you. And I... I And it will take you a long time to rebuild that bridge of trust. I have to live with the... The fact that I hurt Molly today. Yeah. And I hope in time that you can learn to forgive me. I don't expect forgiveness today. It's gonna take a bit. I'm just gonna need some time. Yeah. You need to forgive me on your own time and in your own terms. I may have mixed that up a little bit. Um, It's gonna be hard because once a week I have to sit across from you and look into your eyes. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, But next week... It's not okay, but that's... (laughs) The response I'm programmed to give when people <laughs> hurt me. <laughs> I I know it's not okay. It will be in time. I just want you to remember this. I want, I want you to remember how I warned you. <laughs> I want you to know as well that I suffered through this as well. Good. This is a self This is a bit of an own goal. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll be back next week with the My Little Pony movie from 1986. Yes. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. Um, I don't understand why you listened, but thank you, and we're sorry. We're very sorry, especially if you've just watched the Emoji movie because of us. We're very, very sorry. If your trust in me hasn't been destroyed, I will be at PAX East uh, at the beginning of April. Uh, I'm doing a live presentation on the Sunday at 2pm called Everything You've Ever Wanted to Know About Video Game Ports Probably in which I'll be talking about the history of video game ports and how the nature of ports has shifted and what purpose they used to serve and what purpose they serve now. I'm still in the process of writing that. It's going to be part stand-up comedy, part PowerPoint presentation. And I'm still putting out episodes of Port Center, my YouTube series about video game ports, on the YouTube channel FilmJoy, which you can find at youtube.com slash FilmJoy. Mikey, uh, Mikey Newman, who does a show called Movies with Mikey, just did a two-part series on how we see Star Wars, which was really, really I good. I watched that. It's it was so, really so interesting. Good. A bunch of stuff that I that I didn't know. I mean, I'm not yeah. a huge Star Wars buff, but it was interesting to, yeah. to hear his perspective. He, his, he talked about The Last Jedi and got a lot of flack from people who did not like The Last Jedi. Well, fuck those people. Basically. I mean, um, maybe don't. No. They don't deserve it. They don't. They do not deserve to be fucked in any way, shape, or form. If you don't like a movie, that's fine, but don't give someone shit because they did. Molly. No. <laughs> did you actually love the Emoji movie? No, I hated it. No, I couldn't stand it, and I'm sorry that I made it any person... See, this doesn't stop with you. It's like, there are potentially dozens of people... Who are going to be demanding reparations yes. of some kind if you from watch, us. Feel free to tweet me directly at Ben Padden if you watch the Emoji movie. Um, and outline what, what you would like in the way of reparations, and Ben will be sure to... <laughs> oh no, I'm not making that promise. <laughs> not on the internet. The internet never forgets, and Alana always pays his debts. But yeah, Mikey also did... Uh, at the time of recording, it hasn't dropped yet. But by the time this episode goes out, it will have dropped. An episode called How to Make a shared cinematic universe where he's talking about the Marvel movies mm-hmm. and why they, you know, hopefully I haven't seen the episode yet, but where they work and what makes them click. Hopefully it's a good episode because we're a plug in it right now. Yeah. Mikey's never made a bad episode of the show. And if you like movies, if you enjoy this podcast because it's a movie podcast, then Hey, movies with Mikey is probably going to be the kind of thing that you would also enjoy. So you'll, do please. You're guaranteed to suffer less. Oh, absolutely. M- Mikey's, watching. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey's insights into movies are much more uh, well-considered and, and cogent. And entrenchant, yeah. Yeah, entrenchant is the word I was looking for. Cogent, I think, also scans, but it wasn't the word I was looking for. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Um, and he also talks about movies he likes and why they work. Which is his, So his show is much more positive than 
this one usually is particularly this week. But yeah, you can find the show online. We're on Twitter at the Life Toyetic, Tumblr, thelifetoyetic.tumblr.com. Facebook, just search for the Life Toyetic. I'm at Ben Padden on Twitter. Molly, do you have a social network presence you'd like people to see? I do. It's just my name, at Molly Alice Hoy, on pretty much all of them. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Yes. Yeah, I'm also on Instagram. I always forget that one. And we will be back for uh, the My Little Pony movie yep. next week. And also a huge, huge thank you to Brian Melbourne for our theme, The Toyetic Toe Tapper, which is... What... It tickles me! It's fun. It's alliterative. The Toyetic Toe Tapper tickles me. <laughs> apples. Um... Tickle, tickles me. It tickles me apples! <laughs> it wasn't where I was going with it, but okay. Oh, oh, you wanted... Oh, sorry. It was, was that your your safe word to was, give me to stop alliterating? It was the safe word to stop the tickling. Oh, okay. I'm sorry I didn't respect that. It's okay. Anyway, yes, huge Frank, huge Franks. Giant sausages <laughs> to Brian Melblum for the oh, theme. God. And yeah, we've been uh, The Life Triatic with Ben and Molly. I've been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And The Life Triatic comes with everything you see here. Self-respect. <laughs> I was about to separately. say my sense of self-respect is so Someone just felt a weird shiver down their spine. Hello. Welcome to Tip Recordings. I am here to talk to you in a calm and soothing voice. What's your name? I am Giuseppe Windmill. No, I'm pretty sure your name's <laughs> Ilya. Because you're speaking in a, some sort of Eastern European accent. My name is Giuseppe Windmill. I don't think that's true. Are you trying to are tell you, me my ha- labels are so, wrong? So, okay, you're... you're you're half Italian, half Dutch, and you're you're born in Russia. <laughs> and my name is Giuseppe Windmill. Yes. I don't know what I'm trying to accomplish with this character. I thought you were gonna soothe. I'm going the to soothe the audience. Did you just tickle yourself? <laughs> no, I just I wanted to make a soothing noise in that voice, and that is what came out. I think this is going to go after the end credits.